For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Bruce Tabashnik, a University of Arizona Regents Professor and Head of the Department of Entomology. Welcome, Bruce. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be here. You're one of the leaders of a group that's managed to eradicate a pest called the pink bollworm, something that's been plaguing cotton growers here for a century. Could you first tell us a little bit about what the pink bollworm is and why it is or was a problem? Pink bollworm is a lepidopteran, so as in the immature stage, it's a caterpillar, and it's the caterpillar that does the damage. The female moths lay their eggs on cotton plants, and then when the caterpillars hatch, they bore inside the cotton bowls, and they can devour the seeds, essentially leading to, in some cases, complete elimination of the yield for the cotton farmers. How do you go about eradicating something like that? It took years, and there were actually it was actually decades in the making in terms of building the infrastructure, the collaboration, and the scientific base of knowledge. The key was a double whammy. One is something that's been available just for the last uh, 20 years or so. Genetically engineered cotton that produces a protein from a bacterium known as Bacillus thuringiensis, or BT for short, that's especially toxic to caterpillars of pink bollworm, but not harmful to most other living things. The catch is, if you use only that, then the 0.01% or whatever that emerges is genetically resistant, and those resistant moths, if they mate with each other, will pass that trait on to their offspring, and very quickly you'll have a resistant population. We combined the BT cotton with mass releases of sterile moths so that those rare resistant insects that somehow managed to survive, rather than mating with each other, were much more likely to mate with one of the sterile moths that was released by the billions over every cotton field in Arizona a few times a week for about six years. At what point did you realize that it was actually going to be possible to eradicate these things? I was very skeptical initially and very uncomfortable. This required a vote of the cotton growers to put this into action. And once that was approved, I suspected they might come to me as a head of the Department of Entomology and ask if they should do it. But it turned out they didn't ask if, they asked how. And they asked me and my team to do computer simulations of some of the ideas that they had. So what will happen if we release so many moths in such and such timing, in such and such uh, spatial configuration? And I thought, perfect. We're going to do these simulations, and it will prove scientifically that this won't work. Well, we tried what they said, and pretty much no matter how we tweaked the information we put into the simulations, it worked. And the good news was that we had lots of data. We weren't just guessing. For most of the inputs, we had done the research over a decade or more to figure out things like the genetic basis of the resistance which was inherited as a recessive trait in the moths. So once I did those simulations, I thought, 
it still you know goes against my intuition, but now we have quantitative results suggesting that even under very pessimistic assumptions, even assuming that the these moths are not very good at mating, even if they're uh, as low as one one thousandth as good at mating as the wild moths, that we would expect this to work. When working with something like this, I'm sure that one question people ask is whether there's some other place in the ecosystem where eradicating this species will cause some other problem. Is that something that you worry about? A lot of people do ask that question, but the pink bollworm is an invasive pest. In other words, it has no role in any native ecosystem in North America. So uh, whatever role it played, um, we're glad to have it eliminated. Thank you for coming in, Bruce. Oh, it's been a pleasure. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.